When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm joined by the Daily Record sports writer Andy Newport and I'm delighted to say we're also joined by a very special guest in Manchester City legend and cult hero Andy Morrison. Um, For those who are wondering why we've invited Andy on today, uh, he's, uh, as you may have read uh, in the Daily Record today, he's a Connors Key Nomads uh, manager and they took on Alish Kert in an earlier round in Europe this year. Rangers, of course, take on the Armenians for a place in the group stage of the Europa League. And Andy has kindly agreed to come on and give us a bit of insight into Steven Gerrard's side's opponents. First of all, thanks for taking the time out to join us, Andy. I know you're busy. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We eventually got in. It was a struggle, but we're there. We're here now. Yeah, yeah. You're not quite up to speed with all the technology, no? Even no. During lockdown, no. Not. Yeah. <laughs> not, my, uh, not my forte. Traditional. That's good. Well, thanks a lot. Anyway, Andy, um, you drew 2-2 home and then you were edged out in the return over in Armenia. I think they scored five minutes from the end of extra time. But you were hit with a lot of problems. A lot of your main players can travel due to COVID and things like that. So it was a very brave effort f- from your team. Do you envisage any problems for Rangers um, either in Ibrox on Thursday or in the return in Armenia next week? Well, I'd like to say no, um, but obviously football is football. And, you know, as long as Rangers are at their top level, you know, and playing like they were, you know, the majority of well, most of last season, I, I can't see a problem. I really can't. Um, we, we, we went 1 0 up against them at home. And then we were 2-1 down very quickly to David Kahertz, the um, Russian midfielder who came in that week. And that was one of the problems that we we found on the day. We've done a lot of work on them and um, and we fancied our chances against them. And then the week before the game, they brought a Brazilian, a Portuguese and um, a Russian in. And they, they were, you know, another level. Um, and, you know, we got caught out. We didn't we didn't understand or know the Russians, so we had no work on him. And, and he, he scored two wonderful goals, um, you know, but we, we left it two all and, you know, it was, uh, we felt we had a chance going out there, but as you've just alluded to, we had huge problems with, with um, COVID and plus lads who are part-time had to, um, you know, they couldn't come back and isolate for 10 days. So, uh, you know, we ended up going out there with one, one sub uh, and a goalkeeper who uh, we had a strip for him on the bench just in case he had to go on up, up top in the last few minutes or whatever. You know, that's how dis- desperate it was. <laughs> Good. I mean, the, their manager said this week, Andy, that um, he said he's actually using the game against yourselves in pre- as his preparation for taking on Rangers. I mean, a lot of times managers will say that. They just mean in terms of British style. But I mean, how would you say, you know, Conus Key would compare to Rangers? Is he wrong to do that? 
I'm not sure what angle he's coming from in, on that. Um, I think it, I'd like to think that he's um, referring to the way we played against them uh, and how difficult we made it for them. Um, and he thinks that he might have to play that way against Rangers. You know, I'd like to think it's that way rather than, you know, comparing our style of play to the Rangers or a British style of football. You know, like I say, I'd like to think that that's a reference to how hard we made it for them um, how disciplined we were and restricted them in so many areas that um, that maybe he believes that that's how they're going to have to do things, you know, in the Rangers game. But I'm, I'm not sure. I've not heard his uh, interview. Yeah. Andy, can I just ask? Obviously, you, you travelled across there to Yerevan. It's it's quite it's quite the journey. I think it's about three three and a half thousand miles, something like that. Um, you know, Rangers have had the experience a few years back going to Ufa and Russia, which was a sort of similar sort of type of length of journey. But I mean, in terms of the the, the facilities over there and just how onerous it was traveling that 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 length of journey, how, how was that, and how do you think Rangers will deal with that? I shouldn't have thought it'd be a problem, Andy. You know, I mean, we no sooner were we up, honestly, and we were down in five and a half hours yeah. um, with a good tailwind. And and it, listen, you're, we had a chartered flight, so we were, you know, we were able to move around and interact and, um, you know, plenty of food and drink on the... It was fine. Um, you know, I think we set off at six in the morning and we, we got there at 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that there was no problem whatsoever. The hotel was absolutely top class. Um, and Yerevan is a, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And um, the stadium's excellent. The pitch was obviously top-notch. It's the national stadium. So, you know, there'd be nothing there. There'd be no skullduggery as such. You know, we we played um, Serbians five years ago and it was really tough. They made it as hard as they possibly could for us, you know, but there was nothing there with these and um, we were we were well looked after. Yeah, none, of, none of the dark arts then that we sometimes see when you go, you go to these forums. Yeah, not with... No, not with um, not with uh, the Armenians. No, they were very yeah. hospitable. The biggest question, Andy, is how does Armenia compare to Ayrshire? Because obviously, in fact, was it not Kilmarnock that you played in the round before Serbia? Maybe. Yeah, no, that we we played partisan Belgrade, um, and we had a nice contingent of um, Kilmarnock fans on the trip. <laughs> They'd already booked up their flights, and there was there was ten um, Kilmarnock fans on the back of the plane when we flew out and it was surreal, you know, and, um, and yeah, no, no, I think Kilmarnock are, are you know, we're are a better team than the Armenians, you know, yeah. I think they caused us a lot more problems, but you know, that was just, it was our night and you know, we got to 115 minutes and, you know, we, our sub came on on 105 and he was the only option we had and their fifth sub who came on, I think about two minutes before that, he got the winner for them. We'd got the penalties, you know, we, we may have had a chance against them, but we were out on our feet. Yeah. I know when it's Kazakhstan, uh, I don't know if Armenia is quite the same, but I know the time difference is um, a lot of times when British teams have gone to play that far that they keep their watches on UK time and all that. Is the time difference another thing? Is a four hour, maybe they four hours forward? I mean, did you have to do anything like that in terms of your body clocks? No, no. No, Did you never. just adjust to local time? It just, yeah? it just seemed very simple. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it, like we say, maybe it was three hours. Um, you know, we trained, got off the off the plane, went to the hotel, a bit of lunch, and then we trained at well, five o'clock, which our body clocks would have been eight. Finished that, had a bit of tea, and 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 you know, and on off to sleep, and no, it never affected anybody in in any way. 
Yeah. It's interesting you say that, Gav. Again, that is what Rangers did when they went to Ufa. When was that? Back in 2018. Um, yeah. For that game, they actually uh, they did sort of stay on UK time just so that because obviously they had a a big old thumb game coming after the, the the Sunday after that game, and that obviously is going to be the same the same situation this time. Yeah. Um, I think Rangers will be hoping they don't end up with nine men like they did they did in Russia. But Andy, can I just ask? In terms of the areas that Rangers should be targeting against Alice Kerr, what you know, where are they susceptible? Where do you think that Rangers can really get at them? I think the um, the two centre halves, you know, to be honest, that's what we we went at. Um, I, I can't remember the left side centre half, but he's got the best part of fifty caps for his country. Mm-hmm. But we uh, we really thought he was struggling. You know, he was five foot ten. He's not a centre half, and um, we we were able to bully him a bit and cause him problems. And he, the, the Kaido, um, the right side of centre half is reckless. Um, you know, that was the area that we thought and, and we did. We caused them huge problems on set plays and balls into the box. Uh, they struggled. Um, we, we, we targeted the right back, who's only five foot six um, and with a lot of diagonal balls, but he actually defended really well. Um, and he's a very good player. He was a standout player on both games. Um, I think he's Brazilian as well. So um, there's strengths there, obviously. But like I've said on now in many interviews, if if Rangers turn up and they're at their their top, you'd like there a result that allows them maybe to rest a couple up for the for the big for the old firm game. Yeah, Andy, you're you're from um, you're from Kinloch Bervy, a fishing village in the northwest of Scotland. But I think. Yeah, you left there uh, pretty early on, didn't you? I think you went to Plymouth. Did you go straight That's to Plymouth? Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but when you were growing up, you had the Scottish team. Would Rangers wear your Scottish team? Is that right? I think I read that this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think I was 17. I broke into the first team at Plymouth and, that you know, obviously the the club came round to the house and I had all my Rangers, um, I had my Rangers scarf and all my posters up on the walls and that. So, you know, it was, um, yeah, yeah, I was uh, always an avid follower. And you swapped uh, jerseys with Stephen Gerrard, is that right? When was the meeting? Uh, was it Man City against Liverpool or was it somebody? Yeah. No, it was Man City against Liverpool and it was at um, it was at Main Road. And um, yeah, I, listen, I, I'm not a person that asks for shirts, but my son, you know, really he liked Stephen Gerrard. He loved him, like, you know, and, um, and he asked would I try. So uh, the game had finished. I think we drew one all. Mm-hmm. And um, and I asked I asked him for his shirt, and um, he was fine. You know, he just dropped it in a change room. Then I got it signed a couple of days later. Um, somebody I knew in at the club took it into him, and he signed it to my son. So yeah, it was nice to get that, and yeah. it was very it was obvious very early. You know, just how good he was. And you were close to a Scotland call up. Maybe a few times your name came up when Craig Brown was in charge. Is that right? Did it just not quite happen? Did you get a Scotland B cap maybe? Or yeah, it was. Um, I think it was John Hughes. Uh, yeah. The two of us we were mentioned. Uh, I picked up a knee injury. This when I was at Huddersfield. I was playing really well, and um, and John got the call. Um, and I, I I think I missed the next three months with a knee injury. But mm-hmm. you know the, the the manager informed me that the Scotland scouts had been at two games and that they were at that game on the night when my knee went. Mm-hmm. So um, that was an ongoing thing. You know, I ended up having thirteen operations on my left knee. Which um, you know that's what finished me at the end at thirty-one. But no, it's a you know it's a hard luck story, and I don't I don't like too many hard luck stories. It was yeah. uh, you know it was close, but it wasn't meant to be. 
But you've made a real name for yourself in management, and obviously that Kilmarnock win was huge. You know, you ran Alice Kirk close and making great strides. I mean, at some point, would you fancy a crack at management in Scotland if an opportunity come up? Is it something that, you know, you would maybe like to do to return to your roots? Well, I, listen, I've got a good job and I've had, um, we've had six years now of European football. We've won back-to-back titles and, and I've got a good chairman, you know, so I enjoy my job. And I, once you start, your eyes start wondering elsewhere, I think you take your eye off what you're actually doing and, you know, obviously the Kilmarnock game came on the back of that summer. We got to the Scottish Challenge Cup final um, and we beat Falkirk, uh, Queen's Park and Edinburgh City along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Ross County in the final at Inverness, which was fabulous. So, you know, it left a, an impression, really. And then obviously the Kilmarnock game come three months later. So, you know, it, it, we got a little, we got a good bit of, um, you know, um, highlighting in, in the Scotland press with, with mm-hmm. how we've done. But... I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I'm really enjoying my job. And but you know, if, if opportunities come later in my life, of course, I'd love to to go home. Yeah. Well, good luck. I mean, if you haven't read Andy's uh, book for anybody who's listening, the good, the mad, and the ugly, then I can't recommend it highly enough. It's a, it's an engrossing read and, and, and brutally honest. Um, so thanks very much for your time, Andy. Stephen Gerrard is. Um, maybe got a few decisions to make ahead of of the game on Thursday. Maybe the League Cup performance has given him a bit of food for thought, particularly the full-back positions. Nathan Patterson on the right-hand side, Calvin Bassey on the left, both had very impressive games in that 5-0 win over Dunfermline. What do you think? Will he stick with the tried and trusted, or is it time maybe just to freshen it up a bit? Well, I, th- I think you're maybe right in the sense that neither Borna Barisic nor... James Tavernier this season have really sort of reached the levels that they were. We know they're capable of, um, especially that game against Malmo. That the amount of times that both fullbacks would get the ball sort of twenty-five yards out, and you know, really you're looking for them to drive drive the space a wee bit more and get and get towards the byline to put, put to put the crosses in. But they were just sort of swinging balls in from quite deep, and that was just sort of meat and drink for for Malmo to deal with. But mm-hmm. with what we saw, I mean. Really, what you've been looking at with Calvin Bassey is he's got all the tools, you know, physically. But in terms of quality-wise, final, final ball, final product. I mean, he's, there's been a few question marks, and yeah, it was only Dunfermline, but the, the quality of delivery he was putting in, um, yeah. especially in that first half, was, was terrific. The ball for Hadji's goal was absolutely pinpoint, um, and it's been encouraging to see that he seems to be taking his game up a level certainly over pre-season he, he looks like he's he's bulked up an awful lot which is uh, quite something because he was already a bit of a specimen last season when we, when we the, the few chances we saw him um, but I think I would still be surprised if, if Gerard were to go with, with two guys I mean you know Nathan Patterson he's still played what I mean that's his first, first minutes of the season I think he's only played so 18 professional games now Calvin Bassey's probably not got much more than that um, regardless of you know what Andy's just been telling us about the level that Alex Kerr are, are, are playing at um, you know, he, he says he thought Kamarik are a better team than them um, you know at the end of the day Rangers still need to make sure they get into this group stages they've missed out on a huge £40 million windfall by not making the Champions League they're still 
some reasonable sums to be made if you get into the, the Europa League. And if uh, I don't think Steven Gerrard will be wanting to take any chances with that. I mean, dropping into the, the Conference League um, isn't anywhere near as lucrative as, as the Europa League. And um, that would be a, a real blow. So I would expect to see Tavernier and Barisic lining up uh, against Alaska on tomorrow night. Yeah. Now, we've, we've spoken many times on the podcast um, just about potential exits Central defence is maybe a bit bloated. Um, George Edmondson was one I think we thought might go. He has gone. Um, and then it seems that Nico Katic could be another one that could maybe be heading out on loan, um, maybe just to get some game time. Do you see him as somebody who could go out on loan if he, if he get a club that suits and gets games? Do you see him as somebody who will come back at some point and be a first-team regular again at Rangers? Or do you think a loan move would be the first step on the road to him eventually leaving? I think it really depends on on how Nico Katic reacts to it. Um, he's obviously a, he's a bit of a cult figure for the, for the Rangers support. I mean, they love his attitude. They love his commitment. He's obviously getting that, that winner in Old Firm game, which always does <laughs> does you no harm in endearing you to the supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- from looking at the players that they've brought in, obviously Balligan, Jack Simpson, um, they're not that sort of no-nonsense type defender that, that Katic is. What they do give you, though, is that ability to build from the back. You know, Jack Simpson has not looked utterly convincing since he's came in, but you know he, he does look a wee bit more accomplished in the ball than Katic was at times. Uh, Balligan, obviously, is, is very comfortable in the ball, but as we see, we saw against Malmo, you know, as sort of at times are sort of switching off. Um, Katic had his difficulties, especially when it came to just showing consistency at times. You know, very good in the sort of games where he had to be a siege defender. And maybe that's the reason why Steven Gerrard might think about keeping him around because there are going to be times when they're going to be under the caution. They need somebody who's just going to be a head at kick at centre back. Um, but really, I think if he's going to have a long term future at Rangers, he needs to add another dimension what he can produce in terms of building up attacks from the back he needs to be able to show that he can comfortably deal with the ball and and progress Rangers up the park whether it be stepping into midfield or being able to you know ping one of these sort of 60 yard you know diagonals that, that Connor Goldson has sort of developed over the last couple of years so if he's going to have a long term future it, it's it, as always it's down to the player himself he has to take his game to the next level Stephen Gerrard has shown with the guys he's brought in that he wants guys who can play, uh, play with the ball, and and if 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 you know, Nico Katic has any aspirations of hanging around, uh, then he has to be able to get himself to that kind of level. Yeah, I mean you've touched on it there, maybe in terms of like actual you know style of play, but but I mean when 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 the story came out that, that Nico Katic could be heading out, um, even even if it is only on loan, I mean. The first reaction for a lot of fans was, he's better than Jack Simpson. Is that harsh? Or if if I was to ask you whether you would keep Jack Simpson or keep Katic, what would you say? Is it too harsh on Simpson because he's not been in the door long? It's harsh, but I would say that Katic is... I think he's got a lot in the bank in terms of, you know, uh, I look back to, obviously, the games against Celtic. I, I, I can't really remember a, a, an occasion when he's played against Celtic and let the team down. 
there was a European game. I'm, I'm trying to think. It might have been. I think it was. Was it Legia Warsaw uh, at home where he was just a colossus. He just headed everything away that came near him, and it was that was such a, a a crucial performance in getting Rangers obviously through the group stages of the Europa League a couple of years back. Um, so he's proved that he can do it on the biggest occasion. The times where he struggled are, you know, I remember was it Rangers beat Muddle, I think it was was a seven one, and, and he was at he was at fault um, for the the one opportunity that Motherwell got, and his head dropped. He has got that sort of you know we've seen that a wee bit with Morelos at times when his confidence levels go that the head drops a wee bit, and uh, I've seen that about Bakatic. Whether or not the injury been out that long and coming back, having to do that grueling rehab is maybe sort of giving him a bit of a more of a steely edge in terms of just his own personal self-assuredness, but maybe that might be a factor in him. But in the day, first of all, I think before we can think about getting back into the Strangers team, he needs to get games. He needs to get a sustained run, 10, 15 games, mm-hmm. 90 minutes. So maybe alone, just in, in, the, in the short term until Christmas, is not the worst thing for him. Yeah. But in terms of his longer term sort of future Rangers, you know, he does have to add another string to his bow. Um and I, I agree with you. I, th- I do think I would if you asked if you were to put a gun in my head and say Cartage or Simpson, I would go with Cartage, but mm-hmm. I also know that Rangers have got the way they, they want to play, they've got aspirations, they need to be better than, than Cartage as well. I think if you could get somebody else who combined the sort of ball playing that Simpson has, has thought to give Rangers that plus that sort of you know all heart all fiery determination to keep the ball at the net that Cartage gives you then well, then you've got a, a very good defender and you know that's what that's what Rangers are searching for. Yeah, great, Andy. Well, listen, thanks a lot for your time today. We'll be back on next week to discuss. Um, uh, the European game, uh, the first leg certainly, and look ahead to the old firm game. Uh, if you want to get in touch with anything you discussed, we've discussed today, then you can get in touch with Andy Newport at Andy Newport DR. Uh, and you can also follow Andy Morrison on at Andy M O R I 5 O N. So thanks very much, Andy, for taking the time out to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. It's a good insight, and uh, We'll see how the game goes on uh, Thursday and then the return next Thursday in Armenia. Thank you very much.